feel like I don't know what to do. Do we go back to our seats? Do we stay here? I feel like we should all just sit down Indian style and just be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, today is Holy Spirit's birthday. (laughs) This was the day that Jesus said, I send you my helper, my friend, your friend, your counselor, your guide. presence. We were talking, um, I don't remember if this was a Chris and I conversation or if this was somebody else, or maybe it was Chris that said it and I'm taking credit for it, whichever. (laughs) We're one. (laughs) It's all good. Um, He he was saying that um, when Jesus left, he didn't say, "I, I leave you my book, I leave you my Bible. He says, I leave you my Holy Spirit. And I'm not downgrading the Bible. That's awesome. That's the instructions when we don't know and we need it in writing. It's, it's right here. <laughs> he left us a manual. But he left us the Holy Spirit to take with us, to seek, to ask counsel, to guide us for where we want to go and what we want to know. That's the Holy Spirit that we have. That's the Holy Spirit that was here this morning. And I just thank you guys. <sighs> It's raining. I don't know if y'all knew that, but it's raining. (laughs) I have all these feelings inside. I'm trying to dissect them. I just, let me see, what what do I just, I just really feel like, I just really feel like the Holy Spirit, the Lord, our Father just wants you to know how much he loves you how much he loves you. This is not just me looking for words up here. (laughs) He loves you. He sees you in the secret place. He sees you when your eyes are closed and your heart's beating. He sees you when you don't know what to do. He sees you when you want the good, but you don't know how to go for it because of what the world has dictated to you. He sees you making those decisions. He loves you. He loves you, and he wants a personal relationship with you. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. My mouth is really dry. I don't know. I feel like I should be saying something, but I just feel like the Lord just loves you guys. It's like, you remember those Care Bears when they, their feelings would come out of their hearts? That's what I feel like. Rainbow hearts are just coming out. <laughs> rainbow hearts Um, let's see my kiddos are y'all ready the master is ready for you (laughs) Lord bless these people bless these awesome kids bless Lydia give her wisdom father thank you Lord you guys can go I don't even know how Chris does all the dismissal I'm, I'm winging this guys Give him the boot. I'm going to pass this over to this guy here. (laughs) Hold on before I leave. How many of y'all have been with us for, through the pandemic? 
today's the one-year anniversary that we're back in the building. Our first service back from when they, yeah, so happy anniversary, Holy Spirit is about to drop again, amen? But yeah, today is one, one year anniversary, Sarah reminded us of that, uh, which is why we pay her the big bucks, um, but yeah, one year anniversary, amen? It's good stuff, can we give the Lord a hand clap, man, yeah? Man, that was pretty powerful. Um, I, I, I love the way that, um, uh, that you were able to, that other language. I, I kept hearing this thing about the, the more is there, and it's not a but you need the sacrifice. Like, I'm not going to give it to you unless you sacrifice. It's, it wasn't that kind of a but. It was what, what was waiting for us to move into where we were couldn't take where that is. Does that make sense? And so that whole aspect about coming up, I kept seeing that during the worship, about, but I, I didn't have the language, and it's so cool um, how you did, because I believe if you came forward with that, that worship right there, um, that moment, and, and I actually couldn't hardly hear all of your words, what you were speaking, I just said I received whatever that woman is saying right now. Um, and uh, I believe that, that that's the change and that there's absolutely something new and different that you all stepped into, to, that we all stepped into today as that happened. Are, are you with me on that? Yeah? Amen. Whew. Well, uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of John, uh, chapter 14. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and, you know, one thing that we... Um, uh, it's it's my fault, man. We're just bad about themes and and wh- whatever you know that kind of stuff, man. I, I just it's not my thing. I, I and I'm not. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I just you know, it's just not something. I I I wish we would have prepared a little better. And uh, and I realized this morning too that uh, Sarah also brought up uh, that we haven't taken communion. I think it's been a year since we took communion. So we'll blame that one on Raquel. Um, but no, um, that's something we need to do, and we're not going to do that today, obviously. Uh, Lydia already let me know across the church, don't drop something on her last minute. Um, she let me know, right, Sarah? You heard her. It's a true story. I felt it from back there. And I was like, hey, girl, relax. <laughs> um, but it is Pentecost Sunday, and... Um, there's around the world today, people are celebrating this day. People are celebrating um, the promise that came. And um, this morning, I want to go into an aspect of remembering a statement about current walking and a dream about the future, how it all entails the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is that, is that good? You all with me? So this morning, Father, I just thank you for your word that we're about to dive into. And my prayer this morning is that in the midst of reading this and the, 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 what you've shown me this week about these words, I pray that all of us together would step into 
um, new destiny today, new understanding of our identity, and and that you would just blow this word up in our hearts today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He's good. Amen. Uh, we do have uh, quite a few people. Don't forget to be praying for Jim and Kathy. Uh, they're out in Alaska pastoring over there in Haines, out in the snow. Still got snow over there, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, be, be lifting them up because um, they, they've asked. They're, they're taking a kingdom view to a place that is not where they are. And I believe that's why God chose them specifically to go up there. They got that call out of the blue, like, what? And so we want to pray that the steps they take would be those, like in the old days, walking across a promised land, that every step they take, it's just dominion, right? It's just full-on kingdom, and they're able to change that city. Can you imagine if Haines, Alaska breaks out in a wildfire uh, reformation? The whole city just gets reformed, all because of this awesome mom and dad that we borrowed, that we loaned out over there. Oh, y'all coming back. I told them they're coming back. I told him, y'all committed. You told me we're here. God told us, and he ain't changed his mind, so you're staying. So, Jim, if you and Kathy, y'all watching this, you ain't going nowhere. Um, uh, anyways, ah, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of swirls around about this particular statement, right? There's a whole group, uh, a whole, I don't want to call it a sect, but there's a, there's a whole portion of believers in the Bible who do not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit as you and I know it. They know it as words on the page that happened to those men so that they could be the 12 disciples, you know, fulfilled and all that. And they, they don't believe any more than that. Um, there's another whole portion uh, that believe that uh, you actually don't get this if you pray for it and you don't get the baptism, uh, they, they, I'm sorry, let me back up. They believe that um, if you ask in, for the baptism and you pray for it, if, if you don't speak in tongues on your own, they, they, they don't believe you get it. Again, that's not true because the Bible doesn't say that. Uh, and and there, it just, there's a plethora of beliefs in between. Amen? And so this morning... What I want, to, I want to do is I want to backtrack just a little and look at what Jesus said, what he promised, where we're walking now, and the dream of the future. Because um, uh, y'all know we're, we're all about revival, but all of you in here, you're already revived, so you don't actually need revival. You're, are you alive? Okay. You don't need revival. You need renewal and reformation. Because the, the mercies of the Father are new every morning, right? We're alive. We're, we, are, we, are, we are not dead. We are alive. And so we want to look at what he was talking about when he first mentioned this Holy Spirit. And, man, I, I learned some, some really, really fascinating uh, stuff. Uh, but let's, in John 14, you all know Jesus starts out talking um, um, about, um, oh, wait, I forgot to mention. Um, if you're going uh, this weekend, there, we have a few people that are going to be going out to, to the SOKP graduation. So don't forget about that. That's actually going to be broadcast, so you can watch it Saturday. Uh, Sunday, you'll be here, of course. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Uh, I know there's some other trips planned and stuff, but um, Raquel and I are going to be here. We're actually not going to make it to the graduation, um, and so we're excited. Uh, but anyway, meant, I meant to mention that. So Jesus starts in John 14. He's talking about, you know, uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and he's setting a basis there uh, for some amazing things. He's kind of capping off some stuff from the previous chapter. Um, but then we get down. Um, uh, let's pick up at um, verse 8. And I'm going to start in the New American Standard. I'm going to jump over to the Passion. Um, Philip uh, said to Jesus, he says, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long and you, yet you have not come to know me, Philip? And uh, the one who has seen me has seen the Father. And how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, the Father is in me? And the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father, as he remains in me, does his works. Um, verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the works themselves. That's a very important uh, foundation for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because um, Jesus says, hey, man, look, if you don't believe just by being around me and my character and you know what you've seen God do, if you don't believe me because of that, then at least believe the miracles because actually... Nobody else has ever done miracles the way Jesus was doing them, right? Like, we, I think sometimes we forget about that, that this was not a normal occurrence where Jesus went, everybody was getting healed, right? And, and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't, like, there wasn't other people out healing people every day and everywhere they went. It's a phenomenon. And he's saying, hey, dude, if you don't believe because of what's going on with me and my heart, just believe the, the miracles. Oh, okay, yeah, we know God's with you. That kind of deal. And he's setting that foundation, I believe, because of these next few phrases. And so I'm going to jump over to the Passion um, in verse 12. He says, I tell you this timeless truth that the person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater than these, uh, because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. He sets the foundation. You are going to do greater works than what you're seeing right here, Philip. Right? He's making a foundation for Philip. Dude. Know my father, you don't know, man, know the works. And I'm telling you, learn this because you're going to do greater works than these. Does that make sense? And, and then he goes on and, man, he just gives us, uh, you know, the beautiful uh, reality, the fact that we can ask in his name and it will happen. Because he said he'll do it. Is that true? You just read it. So... Verse 15, he says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. What's the one command that Jesus said to do? To love. Right. Love one another. That's the only commandment that Jesus said to do. A lot of times people will say, oh, love your neighbor as yourself and love your God. The Lord's your God with all your heart strength. He, he never said do that. He said that's all the 
commandments summed up, right? He was just making a point with the rich young ruler. But when it came down to it, Jesus, all he said that you have to do is love. Amen? Why do you think that that is what he says is the only commandment he says? And then he turns around and makes this statement. He says, hey, hey, guys, loving me empowers you to love or to obey my command. So in other words, you love me, that empowers you to love. Why? Because he is love. Is that, yeah? There's this reciprocal force that goes back and forth. He is love and you love him. So you're getting some of him as you love him and press in and he gives you more of himself, which is love. It's this, it's this circle that's beautiful, yeah? It's like Mufasa in the circle of life. Anyway, it's a circle of love, yeah? Hey, that's a song, man. All right. We got to work on that one. Where did she go? All right, she's gone. All right. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be able, uh, who will be to you a friend just like me, whether, I'm sorry, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you can know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. Amen? So, uh, Brian Simmons wrote this amazing note. He says, uh, the Greek word uh, alos, it means another of the same kind, speaking in verse 16 about the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, and he says that the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm sorry, that Jesus is the Savior from the guilt of sin, but Holy Spirit is the Savior who saves us from the power of sin by living through us in fullness. Holy Spirit lives in you, Yes. He moves through you, yes? Is he the fullness of all of God embodied on this earth? Yes, he is, and he flows through you. Beautiful, amen? Um, really fascinating thing right here. So many of our, in our, back to the New American Standards, he says, I will ask the Father to give you another helper. Some of your versions may say counselor, uh, advocate, things like that. But the Greek word here. Uh, it's actually, uh, I can't pronounce it, parkaletos, uh, and it's a technical word that could be trans translated as defense attorney, but it means one called to stand next to you as a helper, um, and then you have all these other translations, right? But none of these words alone are adequate, and they fall short in explaining the full meaning. The translator has chosen the word Savior, for it depicts the role of the Holy Spirit to protect, defend, save us from ourselves, our enemies, and keep us whole and healed. The Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. Amen? Uh, the Aramaic word, uh, which is taken from two words, prac, to end or finish or to save, and lida, which means the curse. So, uh, what a beautiful word picture the Holy Spirit has come to the end of the work of the curse of sin in our lives and to save us from its every effect. It means a redeemer who ends the curse. So 
helper, counselor, savior, redeemer, advocate. All in all, he's the one that came to end the curse. Amen? And so it's a beautiful picture of who he is. And he is doing this because of what Jesus stated in the beginning. I'm going to send you a helper because greater works than these you're going to do. It, in, a, in a sense, I, I have this idea, and let's, let's, not, let's not throw stones or hymnals. Um, I believe Jesus was a, um, and I mean this with no disrespect uh, towards him, I believe Jesus was the basic blueprint, and you're the expanded upgrade. He's the expanded blueprint, I mean, the, um, the basic blueprint. He is the picture of the fullness of God, and God was going to do greater things. God had a plan to do more than what Jesus did. Is that not true? He just told you and I on, on all the disciples, not just Philip. He's talking to all of us. He says, hey, baby, you're going to do more than, than I. Jesus is just here to lay the foundation, and he is the, the basic standard blueprint. And you are the upgrades in destiny and life and on and on. And so he knew that. So that's not possible for you and I without him. I don't believe it's possible standing on the side of him. I don't believe it's possible. I don't believe it's possible. I love that. Remember that old footprints? Uh, Y'all remember that footprints thing? Where, you know, there were two steps, and then I looked back, and Lord, why did you leave me? He says, hey, dude, I didn't leave you, man. I'm carrying you, man. What are you talking about? Remember that? I don't think it's even him carrying me that it's possible. I think the greater things, you, the greater upgrade, is only possible by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which happens when you have the revelation that he died for me. When you come to the understanding that, Man, I am now born again. Oh, he died from a new creation, new, new creature in Christ. Amen? You're the upgrade. And that's only possible because he lives in us. I love it, man. Uh, at the end of um, um, 17, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. And then he goes on, I promise I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you and soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer. And he goes on to explain. Um, and uh, jump down with me. Um, there goes the train. 25. Let's go to verse 25. Um Oops, sorry, y'all, I'm trying to jump. He says, I am telling you uh, this while I am with you, but when the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, the one like me who sets you free, he will teach you all things in my name, and he will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. Amen? So here's another picture of of what Holy Spirit will do, what this, they've never heard of this before. They, they don't know what he's talking about, but he's telling them, hey, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got you. I'm going to be in you. We're going to do this. You're going to do greater things and so on. 
And so this is the foundation of what he is promising. There's a lot more in chapters 15 and uh, I'm sorry, in uh, 15, 16, 17, there's more. But turn with me uh, to the book of Acts chapter 2. And uh, let me know when you get there. Acts 2. Are y'all good? All right. Acts chapter 2. Probably for us weirdo, half-Pentecostal, wacky people, probably the most famous passage that gets quoted. Usually it gets quoted and then sha-da-da-ba-he and a little right behind it. and It's all good. I love it. We need more speaking in tongues in this place. <laughs> I'm not making fun. I'm being serious. So here is the, the Jesus has died. And all of you in here know this, right? All of you know this. Um, Jesus has died and risen and they've been waiting. And this, this today is the same day that it is today, 2,000 years later. 2,021 years, right? Or no, no, sorry, 2,000. You know what I mean. I don't feel like doing math right now. And they were waiting. He told them, wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the one that I told you about. And so they're waiting, and it's on the day of Pentecost in in, uh, uh, verse 1. Uh, on the day uh, Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place, and suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering that it was all anyone could bear. Verse 3, Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes, it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them, and they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in other tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. And many of you know the story. The Holy Spirit falls, and as they're there, they're in the middle of Pentecost where there are you know, Jewish uh, people from all around the area that speak many different languages, and they're all there uh, celebrating Pentecost. And so they begin to speak in those other languages. You all know that. The Holy Spirit filled. But the thing I want to get to, um, let's go back to, uh, if we look at verse uh, 4, in your other, your other versions will word it just a little bit different. Uh, in the New American Standard, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak, right? And so uh, it's very, very interesting, that word filled. And so in the Passion, it says, filled and equipped. Do you see that? Okay. So this, are, this is two Greek words that are used to make the word feel. And um, it's filled inwardly and filled outwardly or furnished and equipped. So this, this anointing uh, was for the ministry. It was for the power for you inside of you and for what you do outside of you. In other words, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not so you could learn your heavenly language 
and your prayer language, as we've come to call it, it actually, I believe, uh, has absolutely nothing to do with speaking in tongues. That is a byproduct. That's like if you go to my mama's house, you're going to get candy just because you got there. It's a byproduct. No, mom, I don't want any candy. Shut up. You're getting some anyway. It, it's just, it's, you know what I mean? Um, if you jump in the lake, you're going to get wet. You walk in the rain, you're going to get wet. Does that make sense? Like, tongues is a, is a, it's a byproduct. It's an, it's an addition. It's an upgrade. I believe that every one of you should strive to speak in tongues. I think you should do it regularly, daily basis. If, if you have not obtained that yet or pushed into that, uh, that's perfectly okay. We would love to help you. We don't do the whole, come on, come on, come on, say something. We've been in those circles. Man, we've been there. I wanted to put the five-fold ministry on some folks, man. The heck's wrong with you, you know? We were in this circle, and this friend of ours, he, he's a good old strict, strict Southern Baptist, and he was always like this in all those services. And one day he cut loose, man. He got it. He was standing, oh. They made a call to be prayed for, and they asked him, you're in baptized the Holy Spirit? No. You want to? Uh, sure. And they okay. They say, okay, Father, baptize him in the Holy Spirit. Okay, man. Start, start doing, doing some vows. Start going, make some noise with your, da, 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 da. do that right there. Watch this. Come on. You can do it. Come on. In the name of Jesus, you can do it. You can do it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, the heck is wrong with you, man? I'm sorry. I, 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 we have got to get out of this. The spirit of religion has made it a goofy, funny thing that distracts the reality of the supernatural power because it has absolutely nothing to do. You, you can't do that. You can't. It's, it's an indwelling where he comes, and that's a personal, very intimate thing for you and him to get alone in that place and him to give you that language. I will tell you that I, what I do believe, and Raquel and I are on the same page here, I believe you get in your time of prayer or with us at the altar, whatever we pray, and you just sit there and you just wait for him. When you feel him, whatever that looks like for you, it may be different for you than it is for me. And I just began to, when I first, I just began to praise him. I just began to thank him. I just began to have gratitude and thankfulness in my heart, and I began to let those things spill out of my heart. And as that happened, I could feel, I feel him right now just coming all over me, and I could feel it just in my body like, like if he was going through me. And as, as I began to just praise and speak out those things, he just took over. And all of a sudden, I'm saying all this gibberish. I remember it not stopping. I'm like, oh, what's that? And that's how it was for me. That's how it was for Raquel. And if that's, you haven't done that yet, I would start there. It's just very simple. It is like a light switch that you can turn. I could take off right now. I don't like doing that, though, because uh, it looks, uh, I mean, if, right here as I'm doing this, I don't need to make an example, but I'll do it in a heartbeat anywhere I want. I, I, I have that in, intimate encounter with him where I've learned that language that is mine and it's all mine 
It's just me. Sounds way different than hers. She changes a lot, man. No, I'm not being, I'm not being funny. I'm, what happens, can I share about the tree? Okay, never mind. No, I, Raquel's been in moments where she's been praying, and she goes into to praying in tongues, and, and the Holy Spirit will just move, and it'll completely shift. It'll completely shift from whatever she's doing. A, it, it'll just 180, it's a different dialect. Why that is, I, I don't know for sure. I've got some theories, but then you'll really think I'm crazy. But uh, anyway, moving on. Um, that's, that's tongues as a prayer language in a nutshell. And so what we also believe is I have actually seen this happen um, where someone knows no language of this, you know, knows, he does not know Spanish whatsoever and gets perfect Spanish for 13 minutes while we minister to this couple. And then I'm over here like, dang, I know this, this, this dude, man. He's, he's Hispanic, but he's really a white boy inside. Like, he can't even say enchiladas. Enchiladas. He can't say a taco. He says, it's, give me a taco. I mean, he's full-on white inside, right? But he's Hispanic. Literally, I knew this guy for years. He did not know any Spanish. And we're in this park, and they say, we're, hey, we're just out inviting people to church. Oh, no sabes inglés, disculpame. And he goes, ay, no problema. Mira, primo, he, he just takes off. He's even talking slang. I didn't know Jesus knew slang. Primo and compa, ya compa, ven con nosotros, mira, ahí viene Espíritu Santo. And I'm like, what in the world, man? And then I'm like, man, I just step back up, man, Father, I start Shandai, everything, man. This, this guy, was, this was awesome. I've seen that happen. We were in a service years ago at another church we, uh, where there was a, at New Creation. And there was a guy that stood up in the middle of, of a, it was a Holy Spirit moment. He stood up and he starts Praying in tongues. Back then, I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. Because these people were a little messed up, for real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. He takes off, and he's just going and going and going, and he, like five minutes, and he sits down, and somebody comes up after service and says, um, I'm Jewish, and he was speaking in Hebrew, and this is what he said. You remember that? And we were, and it was legit. Like, whoa! I know that dude didn't know no Hebrew, man. He, he didn't. I know that for a fact. I would highly, highly recommend that you, in your secret place, in your closet, in your intimate, you're driving down the road. You're up here at the altar, middle of worship. You just begin to press in. You just ask, man, Lord, I want that. I want that. If you do already have your prayer language, then press into that. Because there's a teaching I want to get into when Dan McCullum uh, really breaks down the three aspects of speaking in tongues, and, and it's, I've just covered all three quickly. But the moment that you do that, you are shifting your mindset from that of this realm to that of that realm. The moment that you step in, you're shifting, and you're automatically stepping into a supernatural mindset. And so um, 
there's also a lot of uh, protocol and practical things about speaking in tongues. My point is, in all of that, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit was never about speaking in tongues. It was about the empowering and fulfilling people. The tongues was the outcome that was needed at that day, at that moment, to share the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection. The Savior of the world had come, and it was, how can I get this out? That's easy, son. My spirit's going to hit all them people, 120 of them, and they're going to share the gospel. And 3,000 people, you watch, man, 3,000 going to get saved that day. That's what was needed at that moment. Holy Spirit supplies and fulfills the need of the moment for you or for him. Does that make sense? So, um, whoa, my notes are gone. Um, so that word filled, um, it, it actually means inwardly, but also outwardly. So that's furnished and equipped. See, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is meant to work out the inward things so that the displaying of God is done outwardly and that the world is changed around you. Does that make sense? All right. Turn with me um, to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. Because I want to I get to this point of, of um, of where I'm trying to get to today about, about the baptism. I, I, I believe um, that absolutely anything is possible with him uh, through you, through me. Anything is possible. Amen? Amen? And so, what does that look like? Today, there's so much going on, in the, especially in our stream. You know, we're, we're you know, Bethel's the mothership, and, um, and that stream, right? That's the, that, you know what I mean when I say Bethel's the mothership, right? I mean, we don't bow down to Bethel. <laughs> we love them. Uh, Bill and Chris have cut a road that, my Lord Jesus, thank you so much for what they have done and the road they have set us on. Amen? But in our stream, um, the last, I read this deal about the last 20 years of that, of that stream and how there's been so much that has gone on and taken place. And in many cases, when you start talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right away, uh, most people think about tongues. It's kind of the number one thing that gets brought up. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, Shandai, Shakalaka, if you're Roger. (laughs) Many times we go to places and... Again, I've said this before, I mean no disrespect, but there will be a, a, a certain spot where people will laugh. There will be a certain spot where people get 
what we call it, drunk or whatever, or just wasted out. You ever seen that? Yeah. We were at, at uh, Vacaville, I don't know, a couple years ago, and they, uh, it was during the um, Kingdom Connections. And we're there, and they, there was this beautiful thing that happened uh, one of the nights. It was the Convergence. Did y'all ever go to that when y'all were over there, Convergence? Man, it was so beautiful. They have all these different stations about prayer and just little activations and just really just things, you know. Kind of like when uh, we went to the summit, the Sozo summit. It's kind of like that. And so we're there, and uh, man, we met all these amazing people from all over the world, and a couple of them were like, like trying to pull us in and take us under their wing, and I love them for it, man. And, and they're over here. We're walking to this other station, and um, you're nobody going to grab Raquel, right? I mean, you look at her, and it, you ain't going to do that. But, but what's wrong with you? It's a, nobody's going to mess with her is what I'm saying. With me, have you seen Ronnie and James around me? They pick on me, right? They, they, they'll do that to me. They're not going to do that to her. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. So one of the guys there, he's, uh, I won't say who he is because he's, he's probably going to see this. But, but, man, he's always pushing on me, man, and grabbing and, and he's a big guy. And uh, thinking, man, I used to drop guys like this. Just, just, just one time in the knee and he'll, no. And uh, he's like, oh, man, come on, you got to, you got to, Look. You, you smell that? And we get over there, and, and I'm not making fun at all. This is really how it happened. And you, they were smelling cinnamon in this certain area of the church right here, this little circle. And everybody that walked in there and smelled it, they were falling over drunk, and they're laughing, and they're, they're just out of it, you know? I walk over, and I don't smell it. And the wave doesn't hit me. I'm like, Man, bro, I, I don't, man. I'm like, man, I don't smell it, bro. Oh, man, come on. Are you serious? I'm, dude, I'm dead serious. I... But I had one of the most radical encounters with Holy Spirit at that meeting that night. But I didn't smell the cinnamon, and I didn't get drunk. I didn't laugh, and neither did she. She walked the other way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And my point is, is that we've, there's a big portion of our stream that look at baptism of the Holy Spirit or move of the Holy Spirit, and they automatically go to that. They automatically go to that. I've been completely like, um, um, I, I hate to use that. I don't like using that slain in the spirit or, uh, or drunk. I, I don't like using that. I, I don't know why. I just don't. But I, I don't know another word. But I've had that happen to me. I've had moments in worship uh, where leading, where I've blacked out and still continued on. And, and I don't know what's happened. I've had those kind of moments several times just radical encounters like that. I, I've, I've, I, I mean, I've got some very personal encounters that I've had during leading worship where, I mean, I'm, I'm just out. And, but I'm still functioning and still singing the song, but 
my spirit is completely in another place just with him, just beautiful. But I've had that whole drunk encounter. I've had that happen one time, and it was right here. You remember that? Dang. It was radical, man. They were all laughing at me. And, and, I, and, and even that, that happened that one time out of nowhere. Cannot, I didn't do anything. I just was there, and it was, it was, that's what happened. So what I'm going to read with you now and share with you, I've shared all this kind of little stuff to kind of lay a foundation because it is Pentecost Sunday. Today we are reminded that the greatest gift we ever received was dropped on the earth on this day 2,000 years ago. Salvation is, yes, I'm not, don't, don't throw rocks at me. Oh, salvation's the greatest gift, whatever. Come on, man, Holy Spirit, can you, can you just, I can't imagine life without him. I can't imagine like what we had happen here this morning. That was all him, yeah? And so, you and I are meant to do the greater things. which come from an intimate relationship and encounter with Holy Spirit, an intimate moving back and forth. It's the dance of life. Amen? And in that, you and I already have some preconceived directions and ideas when we hear baptism. I guarantee you, most of us, one of the first things we think, and it just pops in there, just out of routine and habit of however many years you've been in the church, it happens. But see, this reformation that Core Church is bringing to this area and to your lives and my life and to our areas of business, to our, our community, uh, the, the reformation that is coming is going to be totally different than anything we've seen before. Because if we, if we were in that place, we wouldn't, we wouldn't need the reformation, right? But look at, what's, look at what he says here. Um, you may be thinking, why in the world are we going to Galatians? I'm so glad you asked. Because I believe this is the next step for you and I to learn the next depth of intimacy when it comes to the Holy Spirit and that baptism that he brings. Does that make sense? Um. Man, I wanted to mm, tell you what. Um, man, if you get time today, go back and read. You can read Galatians in, in 10, 15 minutes. Back up and, and, and read it. He's talking about the life of freedom and, and, and everything here in this chapter. Uh, and then he gets um, the, to this part. Uh, let's go to verse uh, 13. He says, beloved ones, and I'm going to read out of the Passion. Beloved ones, God has called you to a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? Uh, But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Does that make sense? Um, He says, freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another. 
expressing love, man, there's that love word again, expressing love in all that we do. For love completes the laws of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor even as you care for and love yourself. Is that hitting you in the gut this morning? Because it really hit me. See, many people are, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid that many people are just ready to shandai and laugh. And, I, man, I know we got some laughers in here, y'all. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep going to that. There they go, laughing again. No. But I know, I know y'all too, especially that. I know that, I know their heart. And I know that what I'm about to say, um, it's not directed at them, and they, they know that. What I'm afraid is that in our current system and ideology of religion, that we've put, we've put the spectacle of what we think it is above the heart transformation and the encounter with the intimate. Does that make sense? And here's why. Because he says right here, he doesn't talk about any move of the Holy Spirit other than love. And look at what he says. This is when, I mean, freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. Amen. Verse 15, but if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. As you yield, in verse 16, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder the old self-life from dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the dominion of the law, but soaring above it. He goes on. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. And he's not saying this is the actual list. That is one thing that the church as a whole has gotten in the way of reality. We think there's a list of nine fruits we think there's a list of these seven issues. If you do these seven, you're going to hell. Shabbat. Look what he says. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Look, here's what they look like. Sexual immorality. Lustful thoughts. Pornography. Chasing after things instead of God. Manipulating others. Hatred of those who get in your way. On I-45. Uh, senseless arguments. Look at this. Resentment 
when others are favored. Resentment when others are favored. Underline, highlight, don't lose that spot right there because we're going to come back to that. Resentment when others are favored. Temper tantrums. It's not just for kids. Angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. Look at this one, being envious of the blessings of others. That is right in there with sexual immorality. Man, think about that. The f- Man, anyway. Oh. Okay, sorry. Murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. He says, haven't I warned you already uh, that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love and varied expressions. And he goes on to talk about the fruit. Let me say this, because I'm going to step into something here that I was a little... um, leery of bringing up, Um, but um, I believe the next level of intimacy uh, and the new depth of your understanding and my understanding uh, personally of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, our corporate understanding and move into that, I believe that that is not going to happen through the spectacle or through the, the laughing, or through the, the dancing and the drunk. and the, I don't believe it's going to come through that. I believe it's going to come when you and I truly love each other. And here's an example. Here's what I didn't. I was leery about going into this, but let me step out here. And um, um, I mean this uh, truly from the bottom of my heart, with no disrespect, with no ill will, um, with no, um, there's no jab here at all. Um, But in this church, back when we were still the river, we had a major shakeup and there was a ton of ugliness uh, and some stupidity um, that was my fault because of what I I just didn't know, I just didn't see. Um, there was a particular group of people that um, were um, extremely detrimental uh, to family like we have here right now. And it's not their fault, it's their ignorance. It's their influence. Are you with me? They simply haven't seen yet, and I'm okay with that. Um, but they did so much damage and so much harm here. And most of it was because of two phrases that we just read. Hatred of those who get, I'm sorry. um, Resentment when others are favored and being envious of the blessings of others. There were fights and arguments and things like that that went on 
all because someone else got attention or they, did, they weren't in the know. If something happened and they didn't know, they flipped out. And there's this interesting thing that you read about in uh, Job and Isaiah uh, about Leviathan, right? And so we've come to understand that Leviathan is a description of, a, of an actual spiritual force, a demonic influence that twists words, that, that looks to uh, um, facilitate mis, uh, uh, misgivings with words and, and, and just stirs things up like that, right? I'm saying it one way, you're hearing another, and, and it's just a, it's a spiritual force that, that we didn't realize that we had allowed into our community here. Um, and we had this service where her and I had seen this, and we had this service. I preached this message, uh, and, and we cleared all that out. We, I said, listen, uh, we will never do this again. We will never treat each other like this. If this is a, this, that, I went down this whole list, and I said, it's real simple. If, I mean it, I don't mean it ugly at all, but y'all can all go with us down this journey, or you cannot. It's totally up to y'all. But today, I said, I'm asking all of you to forgive me, and I'm going to turn around. As a leader, this is what I had allowed in and didn't realize it. And I said, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to face that cross. And Raquel's going to join. She, we held hands right here, right here, at this, right here at this center. And I said, if this, if this is resonating with you, it's not a judgment or anything. It's, if this resonates with you and you want to take this journey with us and leave this junk behind, then please join us. And the whole church came up, and that family was the last one, and they struggled to get up. And we repented together as a community before the cross, just as a prophetic act. I know there's no, that's just a piece of wood. <laughs> but it was the thing, it was the prophetic act of, Father, forgive us, because we've stepped into this, and now we see it, we want to do it again. And as a community, make us whole. We love each other. And we, man, it was beautiful. I mean, you were here. It's it one of the most beautiful things I've been a part of. And so the whole thing that went down, um, you know, obviously there was a big shift in our church, a lot of ugliness, and it was just, hey, man, time to go. And it was good. And we pray for them. We pray, we pray, we, man, we pray. Just, man. So that brings me back to this point. If you and I can't be happy for the person in that chair right there, then there's something wrong. Does that make sense? I, I, I pick on Zoe a lot. I use, I use her as an example a lot, right? Because of Healing Center of the Arts. Um, and I do that because of the way it happened and the foundation that that was for her dream and her ministry, but also the teaching that it was for us as leaders to step into what church, what community is really supposed to look like. I don't have anything else that has been as foundational and pivotal as that. So that's why I use you a lot. Now, if you're sitting in here at any point in time and you were to say, why does Zoe get that attention? Why is it always Zoe? It, it, sounds, it sounds funny, and I, I'm not trying to be weird here. It sounds funny, but that is what kills the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life and in the community. 
Does that make sense? See, we can't worry about I'm laughing or can I preach when you can't stand Margie or Gregory gets on your nerves. We've got to come to the place where those things disgust us. You, you and I need, when those, those feelings are going to come up, we're, we're, we're human. They are going to come up. But the moment that we can't look at each other in community, and even though we have problems, we're going to have problems. Man, Paul and Silas, they got in a fist fight. And they split their separate ways, and they came back together later on. Paul got right in Peter's face. He says, hey, homeboy, you're a hypocrite. And they almost threw down. It's going to happen. But how do we handle it? See, I want to see the Holy Spirit move. I, I loved that night that I got stone-cold drunk right here in the Spirit of God. I loved it. It was awesome. It was beautiful. I saw and heard things that I couldn't even imagine. And I love that. But I will never get that if I'm envious of you or jealous of what you're doing. How dare we? How dare we, church? Man, we need to see those things and be disgusted. And, and you know, the sad thing is, is that it creeps in our life. It's deception. You don't know you're being lied to. If you did, you wouldn't be being lied to. It's called deception. You get deceived, right? I get deceived. And so it's time that we step into that intimate place and raise our awareness. Let that fulfillment that is inside come on the outside like he said he would. Because we're meant to be the example of what a baptized Holy Spirit-filled community looks like. You know, man, I was so proud of Mary and Larry the other day. We had a conversation and there was some stuff that kind of came their way. Not actually the best stuff to deal with. And the way it was handled could have been a lot better on the other end. Now, they're not perfect. But as we sat there and heard their heart, we talked afterwards. I think the first thing we said when we got in the car where they couldn't hear us. <laughs> I think the first thing we said to each other was, God, I love their heart, man. In, in um, how would I word that? They had every right to be upset, be bothered, to be frustrated, to be like, what the heck, man? They, they had that right. And I'm sure there's some frustration in there and some, man, what do we do? I'm sure there's emotion. There's some feeling of, what? Why? That's there. But the heart was not. And I'm proud of you two. I don't know if that means anything coming from me, but I, I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud to walk with you. I am. And I want that in my life. And that'll never happen if we... We got to lift each other up, man. 
And right, right away before we say, oh, I do, I do. Man, do you? Do we? Are we? Let's take a step back and let's really open our hearts and let Holy Spirit like move in there. You know, Roger gets attention. Roger gets attention because he's not afraid to step out and let his heart come out in his expression in a, in a physical format. And that doesn't mean someone else is afraid. That's you. That's how you get attention for that. There's people that look at you and see that. And there's going to be conversation that we have. Man, one day he walks in here and all the stinking kids are all wearing tie-dye. So, if someone was to, why is Roger always getting talked about? That is not a voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? Now, not everybody's going to jump out here and dance and do all, and that, that's, that's why he's that way, because that's him. Right? Gregory is just a solid workhorse. It always just he's just steady. He's late every now and then. <laughs> but he just keeps going and he's always there. You know, there's different events that we do here and I think actually well I know for a fact he's never asked to be paid at all, never. There's been a couple of the events where I've slipped him some money because he's coming up here on a Friday or a Saturday or another whatever. And Gregory, right now, maybe later, but right now, he's not going to jump out here and grab the flags and come and do twirls and jumps and all that. He's not going to, that's not him. He's, it's not who he is. That's your gift. That's your gift. And, and you and a couple of you others that are starting to step out in that, right? So you can't sit here and have something that says something against those because they're doing that. You can't get upset with Zoe when she's in charge of so much. John, same, they, like, they do the kitchen together, but with her ministry. If you're having those thoughts, then that's, man, I, I'm sorry, that's just wrong. It goes against everything we just read. And today is the wake-up call for you and I. Do we really want the baptism? Do we want the growth, the intimacy? Do we want the next level of what he's trying to do in community? It's not going to come through laughing. It's going to come through caring. Does that make sense? Listen, I want this to be the most hopping place around. I can't wait. We've got a couple of drummers we're trying out and just trying to work with them in the groove. Uh, you know, there's, there's uh, I can't wait to get more. We get, I can get my electric out and we can start really jamming and stuff, man. I want the walls. I want to see people, hey, move the chairs out. Whatever. I want to see all that. We, we want to see that stuff. We want to be part of that, right? But not if we can't all build each other up. Shame on us if we can't do that. Raquel and I, like, we look forward 
Like there was nothing in me that said, oh my God, now Raquel's getting the attention. She jokes about me, Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> I'm over here every Sunday. I'm like, baby, you ready? You got it? Feel like that old movie last year. Who's the best? Shona. What's your name? <laughs> Y'all remember that movie, Last Dragon? That's, that's an old movie. Anyway, go watch it. It's good. But like... Shame on me if I were to sit here and think, like, oh, wait, Raquel's, no, no, wait, what do you mean? I, I, I got I to gotta be in charge. <laughs> there was a time where she got a prophetic word from Jennifer Ives, or uh, we didn't record it. We were going through that fire tunnel. You remember that when she came, she went by and then she came back? We walked up, and she, she prayed something over her, and it's just right along in line with what everybody else has prophesied over here about these big things that are coming. And I remember just this thought, they didn't talk about you like that. I'm being completely open with you. That thought crossed my mind. It went across here. They didn't say anything like that over you. And I said, get the... Because I know that that's not, that's not him. Raquel's got a completely different calling than I do. We, we do there's, there's a massive joint force that we are, and, and, and we're going to walk in that. But there are some things that she's going to do that I'm not going to be able to touch, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm, I mean, it's awesome. I'm excited. And on and on and on, all of you are very different whether it's an artist. I mean, that's like saying, getting mad because we talk about Adriana when, like, what? Can anybody else come lead keys, worship, and teach, teach vocals, be a taskmaster about harmonies and like placements? It's a joke. You do, you keep us on. She, man, she keeps us on. She does. I love it. It's good. I like the way you jabbed that a little bit, Carrie. Yeah. She didn't hear anything I said today. It's okay. no. I'm just kidding. Are you with me? Does this make sense? So, listen, this is not the, and I, I wasn't expecting everybody to be jumping from this, oh, yeah, baptism, woo, Shundai, and all that. I'm not expecting that because this, I believe, is the real true depth of intimacy that we've been searching for. Today, you and I are meant to be the platform that everyone else around us grows on top of. We're supposed to build the other people on our shoulders, starting with Raquel and I as the leaders and the pastors here. Our goal and heart is to see you guys take, <laughs> take reformation where we couldn't even... I, I can't wait until we're 20 years down the road and I'm sitting here and, you know... Uh, Stephanie's got 20 books that she's written, and Remy is a worship leader, and, 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 you know, he's standing there. I used to know this lady, Rebecca, that taught me all this stuff, but here's, right? I mean, I, I like, that's what we want to see, right? 
And that takes us, it takes us and us dying to that part. Amen? Amen. So would you stand with me? I'm going to read this. Verse 16, and I'm going to end. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. Plain and simple. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit. As you yield freely and fully. Can you just think about those two words for a minute? As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, just think about that. Let your mind just rest on those words for a moment. Yeah. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just I just speak over every single person that's in this room for those that are watching or on on YouTube or listening on the podcast for those that are on Zoom right now I pray that those words would resonate to a new depth that as we freely and fully freely and fully Surrender and and give ourselves over to you freely and fully. Lord, there's a new depth that you want to bring. It's not new for you. It's, it's, It's a new place for us to step into. And this morning I am praying that I'm praying that there is an absolute just a cutting through the layers of things that are in the way to get to that place. That this morning, that everyone here, there would be a step, a new cutting away into a deeper level of understanding of the freely and the fully giving of the dynamic life. Lord, I pray that these thoughts and these things that get in the way, these, these little things that the enemy throws at us, jealousies and not lifting up another and things like that, Lord, it's, it's rampant. And we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We break that in the name of Jesus right now. I speak directly to those influences as the authority here through the name of Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit, in all that authority, in His name. We break those assignments. We break those influences in the name of Jesus. This community will be free from that in the name of Jesus. We will be aware and not deceived We will have our eyes opened and not our hearts turned. We will be fully alive and not being life sucked out of us like some stinking vampire or something, Lord. We will not yield to this stuff. We will see it for what it is, and this community will flourish and thrive in the love demonstration and the love reality of one one family member to another. From one believer to another, from one brother to a sister, a brother to a brother, a father to a mother, and on and on and on. 
That is who we actually are, and we are stepping into that identity, that depth. And I just declare that is what is happening, but I decree it over each and every life here today, Father. We decree in the name of Jesus that it will be so that these things will be broken from attempting to influence this community in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me read you this real quick. Um, this is actually, um, this is a new song uh, that we've been working on. And this is actually, um, this is actually Adriana's song that she wrote. And um, I want to read you these words. Uh, you know, you're not going to find this online yet. <laughs> but the word says, it's called your heart. And it says, I'm waiting for your heart to reveal to me pieces of my destiny. I'm waiting for your heart to reveal to me all the good that you have for me. Did you catch that? The chorus says, I am here in this place making space for your heart. Second verse says, I'm waiting for your dreams to release in me all you knew that I could be. I'm waiting for your dreams to release in me my full identity. In the very end, she repeats that line. It says, I'm, I'm waiting for your heart to reveal to me everything that I can be. As we were singing, singing this in worship, I heard um, when, when uh, like I, I know the song, right? We've been working on this. I've been working on it at home. It's a, it's a powerful, crazy song. First time I heard it, it blew me away. But a lot of times in the worship, I have a lot of things in my head and, and, and going on. There's timing. There's tempo. There's pitch. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm strumming. Uh, there's, you know, what signals she's given. Um, if Sarah's given the stanky eye or anything like that. There's, there's, there's all these other things going on that we got, right? And today, in the middle of this song... Uh, at the part where he says, I'm waiting for, see, as he says, <laughs> she just thinks she wrote this. She actually just heard his words. <laughs> I'm waiting for your dreams to release in me all you knew that I could be. When we sang that line, I heard the words, Chris, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's what I'm looking for. See, if we don't step into the place of loving each other and pushing each other, his dreams can't get fulfilled in us because that hinders us. That hinders, that's what we just read in Galatians 5, it hinders the intimate, dynamic life of Holy Spirit moving in you. He's just trying to bring out his full dreams in you. Amen? Amen. Is this good stuff? Man, so I can't wait to see what this baptism of Holy Spirit looks like, this baptism of love looks like as we continue to push in and press in. Amen. Man, Father, just bless everyone as we leave this place. Uh, bless their cars, our gas mileage. I pray right now for the week that it is just unbelievably good. I just thank you so much, Father. You're just a good, good Father. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
If you need prayer for anything, just come up and see us. We love you all. I know some of y'all are leaving this week to go to uh, SOKP graduation. Uh, so we just, man, we just speak traveling mercies and grace and money for hamburgers at, at Buff. Go to Buff's. You got to go to Buff's and get a burger. All right. God bless you all. Be safe.